This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meow Mix podcast. This is the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we're going to talk about the first Panthers win of the season. Woo-hoo-hoo! And it was a beaut. The Panthers defeated the Arizona Cardinals 38-20 to earlier today. And, boy, I am pretty excited. You're excited. I'm ecstatic over here. Woo, I love how Vegas like jumped all over the Cardinals after uh, Cam Newton went down. They're like, this Kyle Allen can't do anything. Quarterback rating of 144, four touchdowns. He lit it up. He looked like the number one pick in the draft, not Kyler Murray this week. He looked competent. He looked poised. He looked confident. He took his time, was patient, didn't rush throws. He was accurate. He was very much in charge. Of the game. He was. He, he caught the Cardinals on 12-man on the field a few times. Yep. Uh, it, during pressure, he didn't freak out and throw it to the hands of a Cardinal. It, he was mobile in the pocket. He didn't really have to run at all. Um, but he... He showed he, mobility. He, right. He, he was able to escape pressure a few times. Uh, completed a couple of passes on the run. Kyle Allen looked great. Yeah. He did. He looked like... I mean, four touchdown passes. It's been a long time since the Panthers quarterback's done that. Yeah. I mean, he was he was throwing the ball in places where the receivers could catch it and run afterwards. He spread the ball around. I think we had eight different receivers uh, catch passes. Seven different receivers catch passes. Uh, Greg Olson benefited the most. Six catches for 75 yards, a couple of touchdowns. His kind of youth movement continues. He's looked very good the last couple of games, especially. Yeah, he's really looked good. I know when doing research on the Cardinals, I noticed that they gave up a lot of yards to the tight ends. Uh, So I kind of expected him to kind of get the majority of the targets, especially with Kyle Allen back there. Right. But he spread the ball around. He got it to everybody, and Greg Olson really took advantage of his targets. Yeah. um, Olson had seven targets. And Curtis Samuel also had seven targets. Those were the leading target, um, I guess, receivers in the game. Curtis Samuel ended up with five catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. And then DJ Moore, only one catch on two targets, but it was a big one. It was a blast. It went all the way. Yeah, he kind of crossed the field. Reminded me of that Steve Smith play back back in the day against the St. Louis Rams for the NFC Championship. Uh, Just kind of cut across. Hit him in stride, and he took it the rest of the way. Yeah. Beautiful play call. Yeah, it really was a nice design, too, because 20 of the Cardinals was right there. All he had to do was turn around, but mm-hmm. he had his back to him chasing, I think it was Curtis Samuel. Yep. So he just caught that, and it was like a natural pick down there, and they he used his speed. He was man. gone, was yeah. Awesome. Well-designed play. Uh, Chris Hogan, I want to say, got his first catch of the year. As a Panther, so congratulations. And then he got all pumped up and like was very excited dancing. about it. Yeah. He was very excited. A six-yard catch. Very excited. <laughs> it was for a first down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he got horse collared. So yeah. That's probably what he was real. <laughs> that's probably why he was upset. My six yards plus right. the 15. <laughs> um, 
Chris McCaffrey, only three catches for 35 yards, but he had 24 carries for 153 yards and a long of 76, his longest of his career. What was a touchdown? Incredible run, straight up the middle, yeah. and he just took off. Nobody could catch him. It had some people screaming like a girl in the group that I was watching mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And it yep. wasn't the girl. <laughs> Not that we know of. We haven't checked. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but you said Kurt, uh, Christian McCaffrey only had three receptions, 35 yards. That's still 11 yards per reception. Yeah, I, only four targets for him. I mean, compare that to the Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald had only 36. Five receptions, 36 yards. That's true. Yeah. And he was their second leading receiver. McCaffrey just wasn't a huge part of the passing game today, but he didn't have to be. No. didn't have to be. Thir- 24 ca- carries, I believe, is his high of the year so far. Um, again, he did have that long run, but even he was getting five yards a carry basically throughout the game whenever he wanted to. You take that 76 yards away, he still gets 23, 80-something yards, which is a solid number. Right. Yep. But but we're not going to take it away. No, we're not. We're going to count those points, too. 38 points. Let's just say that, guys. 38 points. Yeah. This this was a close game in the first half. It was uh, 14 to 10 at halftime. Panthers were up. But it felt like something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like it felt, we felt good about it. For the first time this year at halftime, we had a very positive feelings about the outcome of this game. Especially when we're down 10 7, and then that DJ Moore catch happened. Mm-hmm. Because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, all right, let's get into the field goal range, at least tie this up before halftime. And they hit that and scored, and. You just felt the momentum with us all of a sudden. That, I think, was the time when I was like, oh, wow, we have a quarterback that can make that throw. Yes. And make that read and be accurate. Because that was that was one of those throws where you have to be accurate or it doesn't work. Or it, it could, could be get an picked off quite right. easily. could get picked off. I mean, if he overthrows that, there's three, rece- or three defenders there mm-hmm. that are ready to catch that ball. But he hit him on the money and he just took off. Um, defense played very well in this game as well. Especially in the second half. Yeah. Uh, eight sacks for the Panthers in this game. And a lot of that did come in the second half when we were up. And, you know, when you're up a couple of touchdowns, you're able to rush a little more freely, take a little more chances. We saw that from uh, Dante Jackson as well. But eight sacks, I don't I don't care. Eight sacks is eight sacks. Eight sacks is eight sacks. That's, that's hitting the quarterback. That's what you need to do to get the pass rush to get there, get the secondary to be able to make those plays like Dante Jackson, or even just rush. I felt like Kyler Murray in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, he hit that rookie fear. Like, he just kept going and going, but then he got kept getting hit. He got picked off a couple times. He just started missing throws that he wasn't doing in the first half. Right, he he definitely hit that rookie wall. Um, he did have a lot of rushing yards in this game. Kyler Murray did. It's sort of the first game this season where he's been able to showcase that part of his game. Uh, I think up until this game, he had eight, 16 yards rushing. Yeah, on five attempts. Yeah, I, they really game... didn't. They didn't really didn't have his have that kind of play calling in the first couple of games. But eight carries for 69 yards, and he really looked like when he wanted to take off, particularly in that first half, you know, second, third quarter range, he was just running at will. Yeah. He, you kind of wonder why they're not having him run a little bit more. I know he's a smaller guy, but get down. You can Russell Wilson out. Russell Wilson's mm-hmm. a smaller guy who slides. He has a bright future. He looked good. I just think we rattled him, and 
that's what happens when young quarterbacks get rattled. Right. He And you mentioned Russell Wilson. There was a couple of plays in this game where I looked at him and thought, that's Russell Wilson. Yeah. A little shovel pass that he, he threw, uh, I think, in the first quarter maybe. And then his rushing ability. Um, yeah, he's... He's got a bright future. You're right. Um, for the Cardinals, Christian Kirk did lead them in receptions. He had 10 receptions, only 59 yards. So he was getting a lot of short passes. Yeah, Kyler Murray completed 30 out of 43 passes today. So Good he percentage. Was co- he was completing the passes. The problem is the Panthers' defense was right there. I know we play a lot of like zone defense where we let them catch five mm-hmm. yards deep and then we tackle them. Ben don't break. Yeah, and that, that worked for us today. It did work for us today. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald coming off of a couple of 100-yard games, only five catches for 36 yards in this game. He did have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he kind of came back a little bit to earth. Um, but, yeah, the story of this game the story of this game was Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah. That's going to lead the headlines. Um, you're going to hear the talk. Oh, yes. I, I don't want to even start the talk today. I I, th- but you're going to this... hear it. This w- this is all about the win. This is about the team. We're not talking about that this week or this podcast. We could talk about that on Thursday. So let's talk about it. <laughs> I do want. I do. I, I do think it has. I think it part. Something has to be brought up. Okay. Okay. Kyle Allen looked very good in this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, 144 passer rating. You mentioned. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. If Cam's healthy next week, mm-hmm. does he play? I think Cam is going to go to the trainer and ask the uh, for the soccer spray that magically makes everybody be mm-hmm. able to one hundred percent healthy right now. Let's say he, he, he should he should not play. I don't I think, think we can should. agree that he should not play. I don't think he should play. I think you keep him rested, make sure it's one hundred percent healed because. I think he's going to try to rush himself back now. Uh-huh. Particularly with his backup looking quite as good as he did. Yeah. He might be fearing for his job a little bit, and he should. He, he definitely should. This was a make-or-break year for Cam, and if uh-huh. Kyle Allen comes in and starts putting up Ws and putting up numbers like that, how do you not say go with the younger, cheaper option? I do think even if Cam feels like he should come back, I do think that he should sit at least one more week and really get healed up, particularly mm-hmm. against a team that's tough on the defense like Houston. Mm-hmm. Really don't want J.J. Watt getting back to him and just knocking his socks off. And then we're right back in the same position again. Let Kyle Allen go out there one more game. I think it, it benefits you two ways. One, you see if this was a fluke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two, you get Cam another week of rest. And when you're coming off basically 10 days of rest now, from the Thursday game, and you've got another seven days rest. That's you know two and a half weeks rest. If that foot's not healed, then maybe you start thinking. Well, we saw what he did with his foot injured against Tampa Bay. He just looked awful. Looked terrible. Look, look. Less than fifty percent completion. So, overthrowing, so underthrowing. You, we are absolutely correct. He needs to be a hundred, hundred percent. He can't force his way no. out there. Even at a hundred percent, is Cam Newton this accurate? No, but at 100%, Cam Newton still is a better quarterback than Kyle Allen. Okay? I mean, because you have to think about the running ability. Mm -hmm. Now, if he doesn't have the running ability anymore, or if that's not, they're not going to let him play that way, 
then this offense may not cater to Cam Newton anymore. Yeah. And I think that's something they really have to think about. And another thing we have to think about that we haven't thought about before is sometimes owners make calls. That's true. Uh, We don't know how David Tepper is. We don't know if he's going to make those calls. I think last on All or Nothing, he did make a call that was forced down. I think it was actually benching Cam. Mm -hmm. So That's true. I remember that. He and Marty Herney basically had to go team up and convince Rivera, hey, it's time to get this guy out of here before he hurts himself even more. I mean, if... If Tepper sees this game, looks at Kyle Allen's like, why am I paying Cam Newton $20 million a year or going to have to pay him $30 million a year after this year or two years from now when I think Kyle Allen's a younger, cheaper option right now that we could probably build a team, a better team around being cheaper. Right, and Rivera may need to think. I think Rivera's been thinking, I need Cam Newton to save my job. Mm Mm-hmm. He maybe start needs to think, well, maybe Kyle Allen, if he plays well, maybe that's a guy that can save my job. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I don't know. Again, the Arizona Cardinals are not a good football team. And they were ranked like 30th overall on defense right. before this game. I know it's two games, but they are not a good defensive team. If Kyle Allen plays next week, and I hope he does, that's going to be definitely a more true test mm-hmm. of how good he can actually be. But Kyle Allen has played in three NFL games. Mm-hmm. He started two of them. He's got two wins. And then the other game, he was four for four and looked really good. Yeah. In that game that Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke started last year, where Tyler Heineke looked terrible. So of game action that we've seen Kyle Allen in, so far, so far so he good. looks like the real deal. Yeah. And let's get back to the game. Uh, uh, well, I think we can... Go ahead. I, I want to actually dive into a couple negatives here. I okay. know I know we're all partying, you know, have our party hats and everything on. We're blowing our party hats. <laughs> <laughs> but Daryl Williams gave up two sacks again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandler Jones, really good pass rusher, but he looked awful. Again, We and Greg Little stepped in a little bit. Don't know what happened to him. But I, he didn't get the pressure when Greg Little was in there. It definitely looked like Greg Little was able to protect Kyle Allen a lot more from that left side. Kyle Allen did have a couple of fumbles. Yeah. But I think both of them could be contributed to Daryl Williams. Yeah. missing, Just not stopping his man. One of them in particular, I remember. Um, one of them, Kyle Allen was able to get back. But the other one, we lost the ball in the red zone again. Yeah. And that's a, that's a theme for this team. And that was the first drive of the game. And we were very upset at that yes. time. Well... Actually, every game this year, our first drive has ended in a turnover. We've had two fumbles for turnover, one by DJ Moore, one by Kyle Allen, and we also went for it on fourth down and didn't make it, so it's technically a turnover. I mean, that's that's not a good good way to start. Not a good trend. And the one, both times we fumbled the ball, we drove the length of the field and we're in the red zone or at least in field goal range. Those are demoralizing turnovers especially to start the game off you hate starting the game like that we were able to overcome that today but we're not always going to be able to play the cardinals now another thing i want to talk about Mm -hmm. dante jackson he had two picks and a great hit but man you got to learn how to fundamentally wrap up and tackle 
Yes, getting big hits is great, but I want you to make the tackle instead of whiffing half the time in arm tackling. I hope they call him out in in the game film for this because even though he looks like a hero of the game with two interceptions, and one of those interceptions, the man jumped higher than I think I've ever seen a human jump in my life. Yeah. He, he I mean, he had to be six feet in the air. Yeah. Amazing. Athleticism Athletic out. Athleticism out out the ass but the guy relies too much on his natural talent i think and doesn't work i don't want to say he doesn't work hard but he may not watch a lot of film Mm -hmm. i don't know he definitely gives up a lot of big plays yes and he makes a lot of big plays Mm -hmm. but we can't have we can't some of those plays that he was missing were just Terrible, and they were, and they meant something. I mean, and not only that, you notice teams are targeting his way. Right. I mean, there was a whole drive where they threw straight at Demir right Bird because of yeah, they threw at Jackson every time. And Tampa Bay did the same thing last week. Yep. By the way, Bradbury lockdown. He Bradbury stunned. looked great again. Yep. He is unfortunately for the Panthers organization playing himself into a ten to twelve million dollar contract. Per year. Let's hope this is not another Josh Norman situation where we end well, up losing the guy for nothing. Well, I don't think Herney would do what Gettleman did of franchising a tag. And That's true. Herney will give him $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> At least old Herney would. Let's hope new Herney won't. But I do hope that we're able to keep him. And if we can redo that contract right now, let's do that contract right now. Yeah. Let's Before he becomes an all-pro. Because he's looking amazing. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the defense, Shaq and Luke both led the team in tackles. Shaq with 11 and Luke with 10. Um, Shaq also had a sack and a hit. So Shaq looked great in this game. That's all a over the field. Quarterback hit. Yes. Yeah. All over the field. Uh, and Luke, you know, is always all over the place. Yeah. Moving to middle linebacker, Shaq has really, really looked good. Yeah. Uh, Mario Addison was a beast in this game. Yes. Three sacks. Super Mario. He was dominant. I want to give another shout out to Christian Miller. I didn't think you were playing that good in the preseason. Well, you got two sacks, so yeah. there you go. Spider Burns racked up another sack. Four tackles. Yeah, Little. Burns was all over the place, too. Um, both our rookies, you know, Miller and mm-hmm. uh, Sh- uh, Burns, looked great. Uh, this defense really, like I said, it, it really came into its own in the second half. Able to go against Kyler Murray with impunity. I think they could learn a lesson here. Mm-hmm. Maybe you start doing that a little earlier. Start yeah. bringing that pressure a little earlier. Yeah. Well, you don't. I agree. I think we do need to bring the pressure a little bit more often than we currently are. But you got to give hands, give credit to where credits due. Ron Rivera went into halftime and he really changed that defensive scheme and everything. Same with Norv. Norv went into the game, kind of came back, and they were firing on all cylinders in the second half. So I know Ron's on the hot seat, but that was a really well played game by him. Yeah, well coached game. Um, you know, we did give up ten points in the first half, ten points in the second half. Those 10 points in the second half were in the third quarter. They We shut them out in the fourth quarter when it really mattered. Um, and like you said, some halftime adjustments, especially on offense, I think, mm-hmm. really made a difference here. Yeah, it really did. 
Uh, we did have three punts. I thought we had less punts than that. Yeah, I think I think at least one of those was at the very end where we were. I mean, the game was over. Yeah. Uh, Joey Sly, I just want to give a shout out to my boy. Five he, for five on extra points and a field goal. So he, he continues to be just magnificent and can do no wrong. I am going to try to find a Joey Sly picture for you. Put it in a gold frame for Christmas. That's what. That's your gonna be your christmas gift from me well, i appreciate that you're welcome maybe maybe do some photo editing to make him a halo like some glow. hearts around it yeah yeah glitter i'll put it up on my wall at home <laughs> <laughs> it'll uh, go nicely with their joey sly shrine in your uh, closet right. <laughs> <laughs> i'll add it to my, the other pictures that i already have oh man uh we did get out uh i guess the time of possession the cardinals did have longer but we noticed during the game we were scoring quickly yeah. Particularly, we had a 52-yard touchdown, and we had a 76-yard touchdown. Can't really complain about the time of possession when you get those big no. plays. And the Cardinals rely on that quick, small passes that eat up time. For the most part, I felt like our defense did a great job of not tiring out. I know the offense at least didn't do three and outs, give them the ball back. I, I, that was kind of my fear, is tiring out the defense, but... When they're scoring, I think the defense can hold up a little bit longer than getting tired. Right. We did get, give up uh, 121 rushing yards, but more than half of that came from Kyler Murray. David Johnson was 11 carries for 37 yards. Yeah, I think we probably put a spy on him in the second half, which kind of There was a definite difference. Yeah. And he was not able to rack up those yards like he was in the first, particularly in the second quarter, I think. He was just running wild all over us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they definitely made an adjustment there. But, uh, hey, man, I'm I'm excited about what, this, what team, this game means. Not only what this game means, what this team can do. Yeah. It's a good roster. That's why I was shocked that we kept losing like we were. There's talent all over the field. Yeah. And if you've got a quarterback in there who can complete passes – then you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Woo! Sweet Caroline. Just feel like saying it again. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> uh, let's do heroes and zeros. Why don't you go ahead and go first? For my hero, I think I'm going to do the obvious choice, but he deserves it. Game ball hero, Kyle Allen. He went in there, looked like a professional who's been starting in the league for years. That's a that's I mean that, you can't go wrong. No. One, of, one of us had to make him the hero. Oh, obviously. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with maybe the other obvious candidate, Christian McCaffrey. Twenty four carries, 153 yards. That huge 76 yard rush that really put the game. Not, I, I wouldn't want to say it was out of reach, but it made made it feel like the Panthers were gonna win this game. Yeah, and then Action Jackson got that interception right, right after and you just felt the whole team kind of like brighten up like woohoo yeah got this um how about instead of doing zeros let's do a second hero each i think with the first win of the season that's uh, let's break the mold a little bit okay my second hero mario addison three sacks he was in that backfield a lot it really goes to all the defensive guys for that pass rush in that second half but I'm going to give it to one. I'm going to give it to Mario Addison. That's a great one. I'm going to give it to Joey Sly. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My second hero is going to be Greg Olson. Yeah. I think he kept the chains moving. 
He was a safety valve for Kyle Allen. I think especially early in the game, he was there when Kyle Allen needed him to be there. He's sure-handed. There was really only one play that, I mean, he had seven targets, six receptions. That one missed target was just a kind of a Kyle Allen hail Mary into the end zone. And and Greg got a hand on it, but just wasn't able to come down with it. But um, yeah, Greg Olson is just, he's what Kyle Allen needed. Yeah. A solid veteran guy to keep right. him calm, to be that safety valve, and just drop it off to him. And and, he, and when Cam comes back, because I believe he will, he's going to be what Cam needs to. Yeah. Get you know use Greg Olson to get going. I think that's what Kyle Allen did. I think that's what Cam should do. You know Greg Olson, even though he's thirty four years old, as the commentators kept telling us, thirty four year old. You never want to be the guy, you know, <laughs> at the point where of your career where you your age precedes your name, then you know you're you know you're old in NFL terms. So he's 34 year old Greg Olson, <laughs> but well, you know two touchdowns just absolute necessity for this team to keep him healthy and keep him you know. You going. can ask 32 other teams if they want a 34 year old Greg Olson or their tight end, and I would say about. 27 of them would say we'll take greg olson oh yeah for sure especially the way he's playing he looks healthy for the first time in two three years yeah let's uh recap our beer bet of the week okay beer bet of the week was over or under 250 passing yards for kyle allen he ended up with 261 congratulations jerry Woo! three weeks in a row congratulations um our bold predictions mine was that we would hold Kyler Murray to under 150 yards passing. Maybe that was a little ambitious on my part. Uh, he had been over 300 the first two games. <laughs> but we did hold him to 173. So even though he didn't quite get there, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, I am definitely impressed. If Especially- I had have said 175, I think it still would have been as bold and I would have won it. But, you know, I went high and that's okay. Well, Kyler Murray actually was trying to tie... Cam Newton's record for starting off his career with three 300-yard games. Didn't get there. Nope. It was a fitting way to stop him, too, with us. Right, right. Cam continues to hold that record. And many more. My bold prediction was Greg Olson, 150 yards receiving. Just a little short. I didn't quite... He didn't quite get that. I kind of figured that was a little too much. got exactly half that. (laughs) But he got two touchdowns. Two touchdowns is not worth 75 yards, but... We're still very impressed with Greg yes. Olson. So I think the spirit of both of our, our bold, bold predictions was correct, and we hit on both. Yes, I do too. Yep. I, I think it's a win. Uh, Panthers won, so it's a win. Carolina Panthers 38, Arizona Cardinals 20. We'll be back after this short message with the battle for the NFC South crown. Do you love a good story? Her American Story is a podcast for anyone who loves a good story. First and second generation American women share their American experience. Sharing our stories helps us to relate to one another, build understanding, as well as provide representation for those that need it most. I grew up in a smaller American town and lacked representation in my community and simply in media at that time. I created something I wanted to hear. I hope this podcast reaches those that need it most, as well as serves as a collection of simply interesting stories. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HerAMStory. Everyone has the story. Share yours with me. Email me at HerAmericanStory at gmail.com. And we're back. 
and it's time to talk about the battle for the NFC South crown. We will begin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New York Giants. This one came down to the last second, and the Giants pulled out the victory, 32-31. Danny Dimes! Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes had a great game. Uh, in his first start, Daniel Jones, 23 of 36, 336 yards, two touchdowns, four rushes for 28 yards, and two additional touchdowns. So four total touchdowns for Danny Dimes, none bigger than the one with about a minute 20 left where he just ran straight up the middle for 11 yards, got the touchdown, they got the extra point, went up 32-31. Tampa drove right back down the field, had a, I don't want to call it a gimme field goal to win it, but it was within 35 yards. As an NFL kicker, should have been been a gimme. They do have a rookie kicker, and he pushed it just a little wide, missed it for the win. New York Giants defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Woo-hoo. Tampa falls to one and two. Now moving on to Atlanta Falcons and Indianapolis Colts. This one was another really close one. Uh, Matt Ryan threw for 304 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Devontae Freeman started going off, uh, 16 carries, 88 yards. You don't want to see him going because he can really make that Falcons team go. Julio Jones does what Julio Jones da- did. 128 yards, one touchdown. But the Indianapolis Colts squeaked out one, 27-24, on Jacoby Brissett's 310 yards, two touchdowns, and Marlon Mack 74 yards rushing. A big thing about this game, safety Keanu Neal went out with what is believed to be a torn Achilles, so we probably won't see him again. He was out last week, or last year, and he'll probably miss the remainder of this year torn achilles he'll definitely miss the rest of this year and you never know those injuries you may not come back from that so that's tough i did also want to mention i forgot to mention on the uh giants bucks that saquon barkley went out with an injury early in the game uh he was not effective at that point he was eight rushes for 10 yards but he did go out with an ankle injury early indications were a high ankle sprain but i think they're going to do some mris uh stuff like that tomorrow so we will have more information on that on Thursday. Uh, go ahead. With Atlanta losing this game, they also dropped down to 1-2 and two for the season. Moving on to the final team in the NFC South that played today, the New Orleans Saints visited the Seattle Seahawks, and the Saints pulled out the victory 33-27. This is the first game that Teddy Bridgewater has started since Breeze went out, and he looked okay. Uh, 177 passing yards, 19 for 27, a couple of touchdowns. He was very game manager-ish in this game. You hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. This game, the final score is a little closer than the game actually was. Uh, the Seahawks got a touchdown pass with literally zero seconds remaining. It was an untimed down um, brought forth by a penalty. So they were able to get up to 27 points in this game. Game started out pretty lucky for the Saints. They got their first two touchdowns were non-offensive touchdowns. One was a punt return, one was a fumble recovery return. So they got 13 points right off the bat without their offense having to do anything. So once the offense did get on the field, though, they were able to keep it going. Uh, Alvin Kamara touchdown, Michael Thomas touchdown, put them up 27-7, and that was kind of it at that point. 
a few touchdowns traded back you know back and forth after that but this game unfortunately goes to the Saints they are now two and one and atop the division yeah the one time I really wanted Seattle to win I know this was this is a tough one I hate Seattle but I was hoping they would win yep so the the Saints do lead the division right now mm-hmm uh, the rest of us are one and two tied for second place one game out that's right so all the doom and gloom we were feeling last week hey we're right back in this thing we can march on. We control our own destiny. I mean, it's only th- week three. That's true. We haven't even played New Orleans yet. Yep. So New Orleans has the Cowboys next week. That could very easily be a loss. Mm-hmm. And if we can beat Houston next week, then we'd be tied for first. Well, that wraps up the battle for the NFC South crown. And now let's take a look at the rest of the scores. Bills continued their winning ways, beating the Cincinnati Bengals 21-7. Andy Dalton threw for 249 yards and a touchdown. Frank Gore rushed for 14 carries, 76 yards and a touchdown. This one was a little closer at the end. I think the Bills kind of had control of this game up until the fourth quarter. Bengals got 10 points in the fourth quarter, but Bills were able to squeak it out. You like to see it, Panthers North. Yeah. Um, the Cowboys crushed the Dolphins 31-6. to They even passed the uh, line, which was 23 or 21 and a half points, and it went by 25. So Dak Prescott looked very good again, 246 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott had 125 yards. Um, and Amari Cooper, man, this Cowboys resurgence he's on, 88 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Cowboys moved to 3-0. Dolphins fall to 0-3. And moving on, the Packers defeated the Denver Broncos 27-16. Aaron Rodgers threw for 235 and one touchdown. Phillip Lindsay had a heck of a day. 21 carries, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. And MVS, because I'm not saying his name. Marquez Valdez (laughs) Had six receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Packers are now 3-0. They're starting to look good. As much strife as there seems to be in Packer land. They are 3-0. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs defeated the Ravens 33-28. to uh, This game turned out to be a lot closer in the fourth quarter than it had been most of the day as well. Uh, Ravens get 15 points in the fourth quarter to make it a game, but Patrick Mahomes was able to continue his winning ways. 374 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Mark Ingram for the uh, Ravens had a nice rushing day. 103 yards and three touchdowns for him. It's a nice fantasy day for him, but uh, Mahomes continues to do Mahomes things. Um, Lamar Jackson was held to 46 rushing yards after really going crazy last week. So uh, that was a nice win for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Vikings defeated the Raiders 34-14. Derek Carr threw for 242 yards and two touchdowns, while Dalvin Cook continues to impress, running the ball, running for 110 yards and one touchdown. And Oakland's tight end, Darren Waller, 13 receptions, 134 yards. But all in all, the Vikings just ran over the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders, a feel-good story off of week one. And a feel-bad story for the Yeah, they fell back to (laughs) earth quick. Yeah, I think they were coming off that Antonio Brown scorned us. Now we're going to beat the world. And they're just not very good. (laughs) Um, Patriots defeated the Jets 30-14. Really don't have to talk about this game too much. 
they did. It was th- what we thought it was yeah, going right. to be. Yep. Tom Brady continues to be ageless. 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. Um, Josh Gordon led the team in receptions at 83 yards in their first post-Antonio Brown, who no longer wants to be in the NFL, apparently, game. Um, yeah, pa- this Patriots move to 3-0. and Jets fall to 0-3. Back to Antonio Brown real quick. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't have to mention him on this podcast again in a long time. Want to move on? I think he'll be back in the NFL this season. I think you're wrong. But the Detroit Lions beer, are in, in the, the NFL, beer. beating the Philadelphia Eagles 27-24 in a close game. Uh, Lions have not had a loss yet. 2-0-1. Uh, Carson Wentz had a decent game, throwing for 259 yards and two touchdowns. Miles Sanders finally got out of the blocks here, rushing for 53 yards on 13 carries. And Marvin Jones had six receptions, 101 yards. Texans defeated the Chargers 27-20. The Texans are the next opponent for the Carolina Panthers. Um, Sean Watson had 351 passing yards, three touchdowns. He continues to be pretty great. Um, Not a lot of rushing in this game. Austin Eckler, nine carries for 36 yards, was the leading rusher. Uh, And then Keenan Allen just had an incredible game. 13 receptions, 183 yards, a couple of touchdowns. This game came down again to the end, and Phillip Rivers just couldn't do it, just like last week. Uh, Chargers fall to 1-2. and two. Texans go to 2-1. and one. Beep, 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 beep. This just in. The 49ers are good. Winning again against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24-20. Jimmy G threw for 277 yards. At Jimmy touchdown. Jesus! Raheem Mostert rushed for 79 yards on 12 carries, and Juju Smith-Schuster had three receptions, 81 yards, and one touchdown. Pittsburgh, not good. San Fran is good. Another game where San Francisco wins, goes to 3-0, and the Pittsburgh Steelers fall to 0-3. A lot of these games today Yeah, went 3-0 and 0-3. Um, that's it for the Sunday games. Yeah. Currently, the... Rams and Browns are tied at zero, but that game just started. Uh, let's give a little prediction. What do you think? Rams, Cleveland? Yeah. Uh, 24 to... 24 to 20, Rams. That's a good prediction. Uh, I'm going to say Browns get the first win against the Rams this year. I'm going to say 24-20, uh, Cleveland. Okay. I think it's going to be a fairly low-scoring game as well. Uh, that is it for the show. Panthers win, baby! Woohoo! <laughs> we will be back on Thursday with our preview for Panthers at Houston. Let's go! Hey, there's a quick uh, shout out to our five star Apple reviews. First one from Rabbit Chihuahua saying, Thanks, great podcast team, very informative and entertaining. Another one from Extreme Archaeologist, perfect. I also want to give a shout out to DJ Short for creating the new Meow Mix logo. I think it looks great. Yeah, it really does. Going to be getting a sweatshirt here. Check out BigHeadsMedia.com if you want to buy some swag. You can get a t-shirt with our logo on it. Yep. And as always, thank you for listening to Meow Mix Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions or comments to MeowMixMailbag at gmail.com. Keep pounding. <laughs> I, I am blowing my little party hat, or can I edit that? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, you're blowing your party out. <laughs>